Come on, knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching too. Hey, friends, friends of Old Man Brad and friends of the Real Feels podcast. That's me. We <laughs> are back again, back together again in this joint venture of hashtag 100 Days of Horror with, mm. with a little update. We're, we're 25 yeah, it, days in. 25 days in and uh, chugging along. Brad, in, in a rare feat, Brad is actually beating me in uh, views of 100 Days of Horror. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm being rather conservative. I'm actually, ad, I am actually adhering to <laughs> one movie, the, one movie a day, one movie a day specifically <laughs> for this list. Now, of course, I have my other movie scavenger hunts and I'll watch other stuff just in general. But specifically for the 100 Days of Horror, I am being rather conservative. I'm only watching one a day. And on the other Ugh. side of movies, you're well ahead of me, I believe. I, <laughs> I am, I'm well, well ahead of you. I remember texting you going like, I don't know if I should be proud of this, but for the entirety of summer, I had completed 300 movie watches from the day that I got on summer vacation till uh, Sunday night before I had to go back to back to uh, like school meetings. So 300. That's uh, <laughs> that's like, you know, as much as the average person would watch, right? Yeah. 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 The average person <laughs> with no life and uh, but like we very, said, <laughs> very low ambitions. <laughs> we're here with an update for our 100 Days of Horror. We're going to do mm. these little updates every 25. So here we're 25 days in. With 75 to go, and we'll come back for 50, 25, and then we'll finish it off with our overall at the end of the 100 of what we watched. What were some highlights? That's kind of what we'll do. We'll give some highlights of what some of the things yeah. we've watched thus far, how it's going, what you're looking forward to, if you have any listed looking forward to. I don't know if you do. Right. And I mean, last time I know that I talked about like had having to uh, kick off. 100 Days of Horror with Malum, the mm -hmm. re, not even remake, it'd be a re, well, yeah, it would technically be like a rebootable remake, I guess, from the director. Of The Last Shift. Of The Last Shift. Which is on my list to watch, Malum is, but mm. I haven't, I haven't got to it you yet. You gotta see it. So I, I finally had watched Chud 2, which I had never seen before, and I was very very entertained by Chud too. I don't think I've ever seen the sequel. Okay, so they take all the seriousness that is actually in Chud and it's comical this time. And it's actually it's interesting enough because the creatures that are made in that are the Chud, they're different in Chud too. And the comical aspect is actually I don't know. I, I think it's a, a far more forward feeling in the film. Okay. And okay. and I very much enjoyed it. You and I both watched Demonoid, which was we great. Did. And then we were challenged, each of us, by our friend Paul to watch Death Screams. Which was uh <laughs> was interesting. Let's just say that. He he's he's going on saying like it was like the worst film in the world. And I was like, it's not terrible. It, I mean, it's not great. But it's definitely it, not great. I think a part of that it it just I was confused a lot of the times of like, what is going yeah. on? Weren't you? 
And I, a lot of the times also like there were no screams when the deaths happened. <laughs> Oh, it, and it, it started off with a good kill at the beginning, but then it just, it, we're like, wait, what? What's going on? I'm, sure. I'm confused. <laughs> I was able to actually get out for uh, some movies, which is kind of rare for me these days. Anybody who has listened to a previous episode of What Are You Watching With Myself, where I kind of talked about Insidious, I went and saw The Meg 2, Talk To Me. You've seen all these movies I haven't seen yet. Well, Talk to Me wasn't actually part of the 100 Days of Horror. I don't. You didn't count it as one of those. I didn't. I didn't count it. I think oh. I counted it as part of my um, my actual like movie scavenger hunt. But okay, um, I did talk about Meg Two. Silly, over the top. It doesn't take it to it's too uh, uh, too much uh, too seriously. But it's uh, it's definitely worth a watch. I thought it was a hoot, which is good because I felt the first one. It did take itself too seriously, and that's my issue with it. It should have just been ridiculous fun. Right. Charlie's Farm was another one that I found to be a nice surprise. And that's the one where, like, Kane Hodder mm-hmm. is, like, a boxer or something. And it was... Isn't, isn't that one he's... Is that the one? No, that's not the one where he's a paramedic. There's no. another one. Yeah, that's, the, that's another one. But this one, he, like, goes out to the farm in, like, the... I can't remember if they're in Australia or if they're in New Zealand, but he goes out there to check on these kids who, you know, go to this like infamous farm where a murder took place. And he's like, I got to go check on him, make sure they're OK. And I'm like, Kane Hodder's going to die <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to kill some people. One of the two. He, he's going to die. <laughs> I've watched quite a few anthologies. I've gotten in that anthology. Yeah, you've movie. been getting into your anthology <laughs> kick and I'm very proud of you for it. I really am because. You know me. I love a good anthology. So do and, I. And you keep texting me like all the, the poster images, you know, like this one's good. This one's not so much, but it's got good moments. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how an anthology is, because some a lot of the times, especially with indie ones, you get like, right. OK, there's a, a few good stories in there. But overall, you're just like, eh, it was OK. Like one that was actually pretty good that I watched was hilarious. And it was a. Uh, horror comedy anthology and it was uh-huh. it was it was pretty good i would definitely recommend checking that one out i i think with like indie horror especially just in general but like especially uh when you look at like indie horror anthologies yeah you're you're not gonna have everything make the mark hell no. i think for even established horror anthologies not everyone is gonna hit the mark for everybody no, no. I, I mean even ones that we love like like Tales of show. Halloween or yeah, yeah. Creep Show, like not all of them are bangers, but you're just like you know, overall it was good. Yeah, and that's what happened. Uh, one called Volumes of Blood. It was yep, I remember that. Yeah, it was just kind of up and down, but then the last one really kind of made it because it went very meta to where it was like behind the scenes they went kind of out of the movie into the production, and then a serial killer came in. I was like, oh, I kind of like this. This is kind of neat how they did it. <laughs> All right. And I, I did make it to the theater once. Uh-huh. I did go see The Last Voyage of the Demeter, <gasps> which I quite enjoyed. Quite enjoyed a I lot, need, actually. I needs it. I needs <laughs> it in my life. <laughs> Especially if you love some Dracula. Mm, I do love me some Dracula. <laughs> I was anticipating a good story, and I was really, really excited when I rented Bo is Afraid. And then I watched <laughs> Bo is Afraid. 
And you were afraid. And I don't know what the fuck I watched. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ari Aster. So, yeah, makes sense. I mean, here's the thing. Watching, like, the first, man, maybe the first third of the film, you're like, okay, this this sort of makes sense. It's it's kooky, it's over the top, and it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And you know what? But still things lined up. And it was and it was actually, I don't know, it was cohesive. But then it just got odd. <laughs> so okay. so odd. And at at so many points where I think you just said this to me. If you're at the end of a movie and you have to go, what the hell did I just watch? Like, it's it's not it's not a good thing. I think we were. What was it we were talking about today when I when I said that it was one of the uh, the Tubi Tuesday blood movies. You were like, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, yes, it's the one with the samurai ghost. Oh, it wasn't Blood Harvest, but whatever. Yeah, that that samurai movie. Yes, that's such a like samurai movie. Is that it? What? Blood beat. Blood beat. Is that it? Yeah. Where it's like a samurai in the middle of like an Ohio forest or some kind of crap. It's what it makes zero sense. Zero. It makes zero (laughs) sense. And and frankly, I have Jeff from cadaver cast to thank for that because I watched it in one of his like movie marathons that we did. And it was just so odd. Like I can't even, I can't explain how odd it is. I, I almost like, I think I told you, I think I said like Bo was afraid made more sense in some instances than this film. And I will say, I watched one today called blood harvest and it was that same way. It it was really, (laughs) Just weird. And I'm just like, what is going on? And, you know, here's the thing. Even though Bo's afraid is just it's bonkers. It's so weird. And it's so weird. It almost takes me out of like appreciating it. But it's shot beautifully. It really is. There are things that like they they the cinematography in it are really done well. The artistic design for certain like dreamscape sequences and stuff. It's done well. And it looks great. Love him or hate him, Ari Aster can make a movie. Like yeah. looking at Hereditary no, I, I and Midsommar, like yeah, whether you like him or not, Midsommar, beautiful. I'm not a fan of the movie, but I but it's beautifully shot. I am a fan of the movie, and yes, it is beautifully shot as well. <laughs> I'm a fan of that one. <laughs> Are there any big misses that you've uh, encountered on on? The journey thus far. Uh, so I finally filled in the hole that was Pearl. And I I think our our dear friend Gerald, who absolutely loves Mia Goth, I think he would be rather disappointed. When I first scored it, I gave it like a two out of five because I was like, it's fine. I didn't think it was anything monumental. It wasn't X. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't as like shocking as X. It wasn't as in your face as X. I don't think and it, I know it it's was supposed to be, but no, no, no. And I agree. But I think also at the at the. OK, so to that to that argument, when you start off with a movie like X mm-hmm. and then you're given a movie that's supposed to be the origin story of this old lady, this like sexually deprived murderous like senior citizen Mm -hmm. i think you're almost anticipating the same type or at least something close to that energy you know what i mean and i didn't really get that from pearl now i originally gave it a two i i went back and i thought about it and i i I did bump it to two and a half okay it's not 
in any way, shape or form a bad movie. I think the color schemes in the movie work really, really well. I like her dramatic kind of like escalade towards the psychosis mm-hmm. that she has. And I think that's done really, really well. And it's kind of funny because you almost have to laugh at certain scenes like where she's all like, you're not keeping me here on this farm. I'm not staying here. Not you. Not Bobby. No one. Not Mama. And then she just drives the axe into him. And I'm like, if you want him to take you, why are you killing? Why are you killing him? But also, it's it's funny where you get to see this kind of like serial killer mentality in her. Yes, especially her monologue at the end. Yeah, where I mean that that kitchen scene is great. And I loved the kitchen scene because it's directly reflective of the scene in X when Mia goth goes into the house and Hans sits down and has a glass of lemonade. But now in Pearl, they're sitting down, they're having a glass of milk and she continues to like talk and tell this story. It's, it's good. I liked the kind of like double take and you're like, okay, I know where they're going. I know where things are good. But I don't think I was um, as wowed as I was, okay. obviously, with that. Okay. All right. All right. But that was that was definitely a, a hole that was filled. At least you bumped it up to two and a half and we don't have to end this recording and I walk away. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Pearl quite a bit and thought it was for what it was. Definitely. Yes, it, it's not as impactful as X, but I loved her breakdown that they showed in Pearl. And I'm. I'm excited to see Maxine. Yeah, I almost wanted more. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe her psychosis, like maybe it didn't start on the farm. Maybe she maybe she was like jealous of like people interrupting the movie. So she like kills a couple in the movie theater or something. And then, you know, she leaves there with the guy all the while. There's like three dead people, like like last matinee style or something. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) And and I think. This one was definitely a lot more simplistic because they secretly made it. Ever nobody knew that when X came That's out, true. they didn't know. That's true. And he's like, "Hey, yeah. guess what? I did a prequel too." What? <laughs> hey, guess what? <laughs> I also recorded the sequel, <laughs> one after another. <laughs> Although I think I, it was rather poignant when it came out because it, it's talking about the Spanish flu mm-hmm. and. You're sitting here going like, oh, people are masking up. And, you know, when it came out in 2022 and you're all like, oh, this is just this is poignant for today's audience. Everyone can, you know, kind of relate. And especially and I and I did like the mom. Like, I mean, you're not really I don't know. Like, did we ever find out exactly what happened to the dad? Like why he was then uh, at that point, like a paraplegic. I remember. I think I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. I'm gonna have to rewatch. I mean, like, thanks for that. You're welcome. But he he obviously he couldn't move. But it was also such a weird relationship it like was. where she was where she was so comfortable. And the mom didn't. I mean, I don't know if she kind of acted on it, but like, you know, where Pearl was so comfortable not wanting to waste the water from her dad's bath. So she disrobed and got in the water like in front of him. I don't know. There were moments. <laughs> there were moments where you're like, oh, that's interesting. Now, I'm curious if you watched them in chronological like time order see you watch Pearl like first then x i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna do rewatch i think for see? the remaining um and, 75 and you know what 
it might get a bigger score, a better score if I did that, kind of like with our Conjuring Universe mm-hmm. uh, rewatch. Because quite honestly, watching the Conjuring Universe, as I've said, in chronological order, it works very well. Okay, so Barbenheimer came out and a a nice little indie horror film, which was the directorial debut of this person, Cobweb. Got oh, completely, yes. Cobweb got completely overlooked. That is on my list to watch either this week or next. It is a damn shame. I've, I've heard it's good. It's OK. So Samuel Bowden, really good. The third act kind of like makes things fall a little bit. Okay. But man, I was hooked and engaged. And I love the fact that like you have like Homelander is the dad. Mm -hmm. And the the woman who plays the mother, she did so well. And this kid, this kid did a great job too. I think there's parts that they could have expanded on or maybe shown a little more scenes for some explanatory purposes. Okay. But other than like, I mean, very few notes. The only thing again, I would address is like, Hey, that third act, it kind of gets a little wonky, but it's still, I think a very, very solid film. And for a first directorial, like full length picture, because I think the only two of the things that this guy's directed are two short films for his first full length feature. Incredibly well done. And Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan played the mom. Okay. She does crazy very well. She does crazy super well. Maybe I'll have to rent it this week. It's on my list. It's, it's high on my list to see. So yeah, it's, it was, it was very, it was very, very well done. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I I think so far, that's probably like my, my highest ranked horror film of 2023. Okay. Um, I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely the highest ranked. Or it might be tied. I think it's tied with Malum for the 100 Days of Horror. As your your highest? As the highest, yeah. Mine right now is uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter is my highest uh, rated. There you go. And then today I watched Blood Vessel, which originally started on Netflix and came to Tubi. And I was like, I, I need another vampire on a boat movie. So I watched I think it. Blood Vessel Blood Vessel is fun. It was fun. I, I was entertained. If Blood Red Sky was actually on Tubi, you could have had another like a vampire on a boat, <laughs> a vampire on a plane. <laughs> I actually need to get my Tubi two day watch in today. And I think I'm gonna watch something called Bloodshed on Tubi. And it's about like a monster like trapped in a storage shed. <laughs> okay. That could be good. Or it could be bad. It could be very bad. It could be very bad. <laughs> All right, any anything you're you're looking forward to in the next twenty five that that you've uh maybe mm. you're like holding in there like okay, I'm gonna watch that here soon. I'm gonna put it So I I wanna make a good effort to try and watch some horror documentaries. And one I I do definitely wanna watch is called um You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> and it's the it's the uh Fright Night documentary. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's that. I, I thought also about watching uh, Just Desserts, which is the creep show uh, documentary, the making oh, of. OK, yeah, there's three that I've rented and I'm kind of just like staggering the, the views of because, you know, once you rent on Prime, you have a month to wait. But uh, God is a bullet, which you turned me on to. I want to see that. So God is a bullet. Um, another is called Scream of the Wolf, where it's like an English movie crew trying to make a vampire film. 
And hmm. all the while, like, I think some of the crews start getting attacked by a mysterious creature. And then there's a, um, I think it's Vietnamese or it's Thai. It's an Asian horror film called Seri. And so Seri is like a sacred time traditionally in their, in like, I forget where it's set, but in, in uh, this culture where when a baby is born, you're not supposed to let anybody into the house and you're not supposed to go anywhere unnecessary for like a month because you want to keep the baby safe. Well, the husband goes to a funeral and I think it's like a funeral of like an ex, his ex-wife or like an ex-girlfriend or something. Mm -hmm. And he goes to the funeral but he brings something back from the funeral in the house. And it's like after, and apparently it's like after the baby, it's, it's a brand new movie. It's 2023. I, I randomly saw the, like the thumbnail for it. And then I watched the trailer about halfway and I was like, yeah, this looks good. This looks good. It's a S E I R E. Cause I'm like, it seems very familiar. Like I have, Right. I think it's called, I think it's, I think it's pronounced Sari. Okay. But yeah, those are three that I'm uh, really looking forward to for actual rentals that are not documentaries. If I have a chance to go out and see The Voyage of the Demeter, 100%. Cobweb, Malum are two big ones that I, I'm definitely going to see. Um, I, I also want to do a rewatch of the Friday the 13th series. It's been quite a few years since I've watched through them. So I, it, it's time. It's time to come back. I think it's time that I get a Halloween watch through. I did like a Friday the 13th watch through a couple years back, mm -hmm. but a Halloween watch through, I would very much love to get in. That'd be a lot of fun. And with uh Freddy versus Jason turning 20 years old today. Yeah. I mean, it really got me going, okay, I need to start this. I need to start this. And I just watched, you know, the, uh, the Hollywood dreams and nightmares, which is the Robert England documentary on Screambox. Is that pretty good? It's good. Okay. It's good. It's very good, actually. I, I really I really liked it. I, I couldn't tell if it was an issue with my headphones while I was watching it on my laptop versus my TV. And I don't know if just like the sound was odd on my headphones, but there were moments where like the sound was kind of like overcrowding the actual person talking on on camera. Mm. They were having like background okay. noise. Yeah. So luckily, luckily for subtitles. I was able to like, you know, see what they were saying. But then I went back and I was watching on TV and it was fine. So it must have been something with my headphones. But at that moment while I was watching it and that was happening, I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Man, how did Screenbox let that happen? <laughs> and then thankfully, I mean, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Pr the, the product happens and you're all like people are like, oh, it's golden. It's great. It's good to go. Except this like, you know, five minute segment that's overlooked <laughs> Except for this one part. But that's OK. That's OK. Though. <laughs> yeah. All right. So should we convene again in another 25 and uh, hit our halfway point next? Yeah, at 50 movies, guys, we'll come back to you and we'll give you another uh, another update on what we've been watching. Some, you know, high points, low points. They're not all going to be winners, guys, but they're no, all going to be full of horror fun. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, so, we will be back soon with more hashtag 100 days of horror watches mm. and we will talk to you later ciao